0: Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Don't get mad. Get media mad hot.
1: This week, Shadow Steel interviews the outfield. Where do they get their name, the outfield?
0: I think we've been uh, sort of labeled as being baseball fanatics when uh, we're really, it's really not the case because... Um, when we was uh, called the Baseball Boys. The name of Baseball Boys came because John put it on the back of a, a demo tape that he'd seen a film, the, the, uh, the Warriors. There's a street gang in the film, The Warriors, called um, Baseball Boys, and it's stuck ever since. And we've been to a few games, but we're not, you know, we're not sports fanatics, but and I hope that clears it up. <laughs>
2: Formed in London and joining us live coast-to-coast coast from the U.K., singer, songwriter, bassist, and founding member of the pop-rock trio The Outfield, Tony Lewis, joins us. Welcome, Tony. A
0: pleasure speaking with you, my friend. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm well, and how are you? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, it's um, it's just gone hop here in the uh, U.K., and it's uh, looking overcast.
2: Now, given your obsession with America's favorite pastime... The outfield got its start in London's East End, playing under the name the Baseball Boys. I take it the group's interest in sports came second only after music.
0: Well, um, we've been answering this this question for for many many years now. And um, did you come up with the name Tony? No, no, no. It was it was a guy called Jamie Cohen, who uh, was a friend of our manager. And uh, because because we were a, a free piece, and there's three guys in the outfield. They thought it would be a good idea to to use that name, the outfield. I mean, at that time we didn't really fully understand the um, the rudiments of baseball, so uh, so we went with it. I thought it was quite a, a good name.
2: Tony mentioning the movie The Warriors brought back some great memories of that incredibly intense Bronx, New York City street film.
0: Yes, yeah, right. It was uh, not that we love violent films, but you know, it was it was a film at the time that you know we was sort of thought was quite good and. For want of a better name, we just put it down as a baseball voice, you know.
2: Tony, how did you, guitarist, songwriter, John Spinks, and drummer Alan Jackman get together in London and attract the attention of Columbia Records there in the U.K.?
0: Well, uh, basically, um, me and John um, and uh, Alan, we all basically came from the the East End of London. And uh, we were were all using the same rehearsal studios. And the guy who used the rehearsal studios had a recording studio and he let us have the facility to record demos. And um, this was uh, back in 83, uh, 84. And um, uh, we got interest uh, from a, an American management who was, work- who was living here and working here uh, in London. And he said, I think I can get you a deal in America. Because um, he said that, uh, that we sounded very American, um, which, which is, on the contrary, you know, the, we, in the 60s, the British, uh, the Americans were very influenced by the British, Anyway, so we got interest from now, and um, we first got interest from EMI, and this guy said, uh, if you stick with us for six months, we'll get you a, a record deal in Columbia, and we, we couldn't believe it, we couldn't believe it, we, it didn't happen overnight, we worked hard solidly for two years, all, all through the UK, and uh, we got our, our record deal on the strength of a, a demo tape and a photograph.
2: Now, in addition to the Outfield Live, any time now is your latest project. Give us the details on the package, Tony. I'll tell you, the Outfield is certainly an assembly line of hits.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you say package, I mean, basically, we just make music. Me Me and John, you know, we're the sort of founding members. We just make music, and until this day, we're still recording, and we speak most days. It was just a... We're doing like most bands do of our sort of uh, situation where we're recording and, and releasing on independent labels, because at the time when Play Deep was big and, and banging and, and we went to MCA, the industry had changed slightly, and uh, we felt more creative and more in control of our music if we were, went there uh, independently. So this, this album, Anytime Now, I basically came through that as a project.
2: Now, an exclusive promo version is available only at Tower Records. What's the difference in the two separate releases, Tony?
0: Well, we released um, the album originally a couple of years ago and um, uh, Immortal Records had approached us and said we'd like to put the album out again because we feel it's got a lot of good songs on there. And to give it a bit of a rejuvenation, we wanted to add a few more songs to it, Um, like Wasted and um, Long Walk Back to Nowhere. And we thought these songs gave, gave the album a bit more life.
2: Now, featuring tracks like Wasted, dealing with current social issues, and Long Walk Back From Nowhere, ringing with your signature vocal harmonies and chimey guitars, It's All About Love is a throwback to the summer of 2003, when it was an airplay favorite on adult contemporary radio here in the States. It was one of the most added songs on Top 40 as well. How long did the project take to complete?
0: Well, we've been recording off and on for a couple of years prior to the album coming out. Um, we didn't feel pressured to condense the recording time down to, say, between three and six months. We just wanted to keep the album sort of pretty fresh and come up with a, one or two songs a week, and we'd work hard on it. So there was no real time scale involved.
2: Tell us about 80s hits Stripped on Sidewinder Immortal Records, Tony, on which the rock classic Your Love Acoustic appears, initially recorded in 1992 for a radio station's tribute to the late Freddie Mercury. Why so long for the track's release?
0: Well, um, we don't know why it took so long. It's just that um, we pointed up to uh, like a, like a double-A side, an acoustic version of the song, and um, a lot of people have been doing like unplugged uh, versions of their hits. And we thought maybe it wouldn't have come across as as energetic as the as a studio version. So there's no real reason why there, there was a long layoff. It's just uh, we just did it as a as a B-side, and we didn't realise it get so much attention.
2: Would you ever consider recording a tribute album, Tony?
0: Well, a tribute album, I would say that we we've, we've been a tribute to the Beatles ever since uh, we started the Outfield. That's me and John, and we were lucky enough to. You know, grow up in the 60s and be influenced by the Stones and the Kinks and the Who. And I think that really reflected in our music. So I would say, you know, we was was a tribute band to, to the Beatles and all the big bands in the 60s. On February 15th,
2: 1986... The Columbia LP, Play Deep, yielded three Billboard Hot 100 singles, beginning with Your Love, reaching number six, and spending an unbelievable 22 straight weeks on the pop charts. Tony, promotionally, was Columbia behind the band 100% from the start?
0: Yeah, I, I believe so, and also we worked very, very hard. I mean, we, we toured in America prior to that in 85, and Say so Isn't So was the first single off Play Deep, and it did well for us uh, in Regions. Uh, And then Your Love was just put on the radio just to keep us current um, in people's minds while we got off the road. And in January of that uh, year, 86, Your Love was released. And um, it was a slow build, but it was a very, very big summer record for us. So there was no game plan involved.
2: And the follow-up single was All the Love in the World... Issued June seventh, nineteen eighty six, hitting number nineteen. Tony, honestly, were you expecting such an impressive run of material, especially on FM radio, from your debut release?
0: Well, we was we was quite over, overall with the with the attention and um, you know the, the success it, it got. Because quite honestly, we, as I said before, we were very influenced by the sixties and that that sort of music transcended. You know, through, through that album, uh, obviously working with Bill Whitman, we managed to sort of capture that that summer sound and you know we've never ever done an album where it's been fillers or just album tracks we're always trying to aim to to write singles and to you know, make that sort of feel-good factor in our songs. Don't get mad, get media
2: mad. Live coast-to-coast from London, with singer-songwriter, bassist, and founding member of the pop-rock trio, the outfield Tony Lewis joins us. Tony, Every Time You Cry was the third and final single stateside from Play Deep, reaching number 66 on the Billboard Hot 100 on September 20th, 1986. Tony, besides the Beatles, who were some of the group's other musical influences early on?
0: Um, I would say um, there were bands like Mr. Mister, Bruce Springsteen, Journey, and we were lucky enough to, to tour with Journey in 86, did a, um, like a 20 date tour with them, and it's very much like the big American dream, the big, we've always liked that, not that sort of classic rock sound with the big chiming guitars and, and big vocals. Anything that really, really sounded good to us, it sounded like summer music, was the music that we liked to uh, record.
2: Now, the album Bangin' produced Since You've Been Gone from June thirteenth, 1987, charting at number 32 for 15 weeks that summer. Tony, was the outfield trying to gear its music toward any particular radio format as you're mainly billed an AOR group, but was so successful at top 40, or didn't it really matter?
0: Well, we've been told that we've been too pop to be rock and too rock to be pop. So we've always been pretty much down the middle, and we don't aim to to be any particular radio format you know our music is our music we don't it's no there's no game plan to what it is it's it's pretty much a no brainer songs we just like to think that we're a you know a, a big loud version of the beatles
2: now the title track from the album Voices of Babylon came next hitting fm radio march 25 1989 and peaking at number 25 on the top 40 charts tony are there any other artists or groups you'd like to work with
0: I think I've I've been in, the, in my favorite band for the last 20 years now. Um, there's been sort of opportunities to work with other people. We've worked with Manfred Mann and we've worked with a couple of other people that, you know, in a low-key situation, which has been you know a good experience. But I think I'm in the best band, you know, in the world. So I'm not really had any desire to work with anyone. Don't else. Get mad.
2: Live coast to coast from London with singer, songwriter, bassist and founding member of the pop rock trio The Outfield, Tony Lewis joins us. Tony, the follow-up single from Voices of Babylon was My Paradise, released July 22nd, 1989, reaching number 72 on the Billboard Hot 100, your last album on Columbia. Tony, was the switch to MCA a good move at this point?
0: Well, I think um, a switch from one company to another company is always going to be open for speculation. Um, we were happy with uh, Columbia Records, but we were just making music and hoping that whoever was going to be behind the record was going to be behind the record for the right reasons and not just to program or format us in a different pigeonhole. hole. You know, we was going to be the outfield no matter what label we were going to be on.
2: Now, the MCALP Diamond Days yielded for you one of the best 45 RPM singles on FM radio at the time, peaking at number 21 beginning November third, 1990, complete with the outfield's signature flawless craft of catchy hooks. Tony, on this album, did the group attempt to simmer down the pop enthusiasm a bit in order to please a somewhat older crowd?
0: I don't think we were trying to appeal to an older crowd. It's just that we, we had grown up at that point. And there's, some in, if there's only so many boy-love-girl relationship songs you can write. And we wanted to show the people who ever wanted to buy our records that we had a, a serious side to our music. And you know, if the, if the people that were buying our records were growing up with us, if they liked it, then, then we were happy.
2: The sound of the outfield in the studio is miraculous. How do you like performing live?
0: We love playing live. Um, it's the best feeling ever. I can't ex- explain... To, to, to explain to someone, you know, when you're in, in front of like forty thousand people, like we were when we played in Trinidad, that was just an unbelievable experience. It, it it can't be explained in words. You just have to get on that stage, and if you if you're not moved by it, you should not be there.
2: Your last MCA single was Closer to Me, taken from the album Rock Eye, issued May 16, 1992, reaching number 43 pop. Now, 10 years after guitarist Alvin Lee shows up to provide the neo-metal solo in Jane on the release, an added plus to what is the most new wave cut on that disc, the kind of material that made the outfield very, very hip. Was that your intention, Tony?
0: No, we've... as i keep saying there's no game plan to our music we wouldn't set out to to be hip or to be you know trying to be like fashionable with other bands or or this is the new sound um how it came about was that uh, john's very very influenced by alvin lee went to go and see him when he was a, a young kid and he loved the way he played the guitar Now alvin lee was just basically a, a blues rhythm and blues guitarist who, who loved playing his guitar and just like making making music and there was no game plan or you know a, a, a sort of an idea to try and sound hip it was just you know the song that we felt on that day we recorded it and sung it and that's and that's basically that's the beauty of the outfield
2: your most inclusive website is the com. anything else for us tony musical or otherwise
0: well we're always going to keep making music and sometimes we might go uh, on a bit of a tangent uh, but we're never ever we we are very aware of um, Bands around like Coldplay and Keane and all the the new bands, upcoming bands, that got something really good to say. We'll always be aware of them sort of sounds, but I think I'd like to think that we've got a sound of our own that's 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 quite ageless and we'll we'll carry on recording forever.
2: Tony, in the studio, the Outfield had and has such an incredible state-of-the-art technical sound. Was that due to the engineering?
0: Yeah, I think that. I suppose we're sort of perfectionists in a way and people might think that don't understand the outfall that we might sound a bit slick. But we've always been influenced by bands like The Cars and as I said, the, uh, Journey and, and Bowie and them bands that they craft they craft their music and we like to get our songs bang in tune and bang in time and without sounding clinical and to get the message across without shoving Um, politics or any particular down thing in their minds.
2: You have been a pleasure, Tony. My thanks to Danny Roberts at the Outfield Management in Atlanta for his detail-oriented assistance in arranging this segment. Live coast-to-coast from London, singer, songwriter, bassist, and founding member of the pop-rock trio, the Outfield, Tony Lewis. Tony, many thanks for taking time out of your schedule to be with us and for helping us feature your many greatest and latest hits, my friend. Thank
0: you, Shadow. Thank you for your time.
1: You know, when I go to fill up my SUV or my sports car that I don't have anymore because my ex-wife has it, I usually like to go to Shell because, you know, they meet the highest automaker standards. Shell Gasoline, they're, they're made to move. Stop in at your local Shell station and get your Instant Win Scratch game card, piece Inside. You know, you can scratch it off and you can win uh, free Shell Gasoline for life or hundreds of other great prizes. Shell, made to move. Also, if you want to get a good deal on a domain name, go over to GoDaddy.com. GoDaddy. I have about 20 domain names registered now. And you can get a discount by just putting in the MadPod code MP1, MP2, or MP3. So go to GoDaddy.com.
0: Don't get mad. Get media. Hey, and also, if you get a
1: chance, go check out the new Acura RDX. I'm test driving it this weekend with the Test Drive Girl. TestDriveGirl.com. Plug, plug. Uh, It's pretty cool, though, man. It it has... uh, surround sound rear camera a spot for your laptop and a bunch of other goodies so I uh, want you to check that at Accura.podshow.com. it's a target cast alright for now I'm Jay Donnelly thank you Shadow and the outfield uh, check us out of our other uh, celebrity interviews and other craps and kudos dummycast.com techie 2com and for now I'm Jay Donnelly madpod.com don't get mad get media alright Dempsey time to get the moose